Hello and welcome back to the Unknown Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkinson-Smith, and this is episode 21. Let's get right into it. So a little bit of housekeeping. Um, I got back from Florida and it was an amazing vacation. One thing I should mention is when we landed, there was so much freaking turbulence that the plane started tipping. And it was like, it would tip all the way to one side and then tip all the way to the other. And I'm looking out the window, like when is this gonna like flip over? When are we going down? And it was to the extent that people started clapping. Like, I kid you not. It was like a standing ovation for the pilots. Like they got up and started clapping. It was audiences going back, like doing like the whole like, like whistling thing with the two hands, the two fingers. I don't know how people do that. And just clapping nonstop. And they're like, like, yeah, we survived. Like they're all so surprised. They, at that point, they were actually clapping because they were surprised that the pilots were able to land. They're surprised they survived that, that uh, landing. That's, and that just kind of blew my mind. Another thing, something that kind of bothered me is when I was down in Florida, I got really into the show because for some reason I was like, well, you know, hermit, I was in the, the hotel the whole time while everyone was out enjoying the sun. And I, I got into the show called The Magicians. Anyways, um, I got really into it. I finished like two seasons, which is a lot. I know I was in my room a lot, I'm telling you. And when we finally got back to Toronto, I was trying to watch it on the way home. I already had it downloaded, you know, I was set. And all of a sudden it was like error, error, not working. And then as soon as I got into Wi-Fi, like it all like disappeared. And I was like, what the heck is going on? It's because Netflix switched from Canada or from U the US to Canada. And I'm thinking like, is there really such a difference? But yeah, oh my goodness. There were so many more options for the US compared to Canada Netflix. And I'm thinking like, Come on now, I just wanna watch my show. You know, I, they couldn't even let me finish it. Like, come on now, Would there should be like a transition time maybe. Like allow me to finish the show and then cut me off to the Canadian Netflix. Like why are you gonna show me something so great and then just take it away? Say like, it's like, it's like sitting first class. The first time you sit first class, going back you're like, oh my goodness, like I, is I missed a meal, you know, like all these things that you get. You can't live without it. Once you see how great the certain thing can be, you can't go back. Once you see how green the grass is on that side, you can't go to the normal grass. You gotta have the green ass grass, you know? So I'm thinking like, why is the Canadian Netflix like slacking? Why can't we all just be on the same Netflix? Why can't we all just Netflix and chill the same? But you know, I guess, you know, the language barriers and stuff, but still, come on, North America. Why can't we have the same North American Netflix? And I'm sure there's like a, a normal like logical reason for it that I just don't know because I haven't educated myself on it. But I'm just saying like, come on now, I just wanted to watch my show. One season left, a few more episodes. Like I had already gotten almost to the end and boom, gone. And I'm sure like that was just what they had on Netflix. There's probably more if you went to stream it or buy it or something. But you know, just from my perspective, I was like, come on, but you can't get everything. Um, and another thing, I used the washroom in the airport and I saw this thing where it's like a sign and it teaches you how to wash your hands and it says, employees must follow this. And I'm sitting here thinking, 
<laughs> like, are there really people who like need to look at this and be like, okay, so first you have to, oh, so, okay. All right, can't skip a step. Got to soap first, okay. And then uh, wash, okay, wash, wash thoroughly, get everywhere and then water and then dry. Okay, all right, completed. If I am not an employee, I don't have to do that. Like, is this like, what are you gonna, you gonna control how I wash my hands? You gonna restrict me? You gonna tell me how to do something I've known how to do my whole life? I taught myself how to wash my, actually no, that's probably not true. Probably just watched my parents do it and then just like, it was like, this is how I do it. Cause I just like, when I wash my hands, like it's just a big pile of this and then like just clapping my hands together, washing the outsides. Like I don't go in depth and get like all like the fingers and stuff. Like that's just, that's just extra to me. I find that extra. But I guess, you know, you, employees gotta wash their hands. That's, it's nasty if, if you see people like making a sandwich and they, and let's say they like, you see them touch their phone and then they go to make your make your sandwich. You're like, yeah, there's, I, I get that. Like, I get that there's a lot of germs there. I, I can see that. So I know why they want their employees to wash your hands. But do you really need a sign to show them just so they can't say like, oh, like there, there, there was, so there's no excuse for them to say, oh, I don't know how. Like who the hell on this green earth would use the excuse, oh, like I just don't know how. I was never taught so that they have to put that thing up there to say, this is how you do it. Employees must do this, you know? Like what situation was going on where they needed that? Oh, another thing. While I was in Florida, I went to Universal and there was this Shrek 4D ride that I went into. And there was like an, a, a person who was the announcer. I guess he was introducing everything so he would talk to the audience. I was a part of the audience and this was the last attraction we were visiting on our way out kind of thing. Like it was like the park was closing down, just like there was no line. We're like, okay, we'll run in and we'll be the last ones there. So they even said that like, okay, after this, like we're closing up. So we're like, okay, go in. And this guy's like, welcome, welcome everyone. And he's throwing some jokes at us. You can tell like they, they got so bored of rehearsing the same thing that they make it interesting. And they're all like super enthusiastic about everything. But this guy thought he was like some next level comedian. Like he's doing stand up up there. And at one point, he's trying to get everyone hyped up. So he's like, I didn't hear you louder. And they're like, woohoo, right? And he's like, that's not good enough. So like normal, like hyping up the crowd, crowd interaction type stuff. But then he says, you, you over there. I didn't hear you woo. Why weren't you wooing? And everyone kind of just stopped and looked around and he's pointing, he's like, you, yes, you, why aren't you wooing? And, and then he went again, he's like, everyone, woo. So he just kind of forgot about that guy. And everyone goes like, woo. And you can hear more people joined in just cause they didn't want that awkward, like getting called out interaction. But then he did the same thing again. He's like, you in the blue shirt, why aren't you wooing? And everyone kind of just like moved over to this guy and he's like, and the, the guy wasn't even wearing a blue shirt and he's just like, I, I don't know. And he's like, I'm not like, I, now it's good to know that you outed yourself like you should woo from now on, but I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to you. And he pointed directly at me, but there was a guy in front of me who I hid behind strategically who also had a blue shirt. So everyone thought that they were talking, he was talking about this guy. And I was like, ha, you tried twice, you failed. You can't call me out a third time. And guess what, he didn't. So I got away with it, but you know, 
I could tell he was disappointed in me and he knew it was me because he was even like, I'm making eye contact with you right now. But because I hid in the shadows, you know, like I ducked down, I did some like strategic sneaking so that he couldn't see me. And why, why is he gotta call me out like that too? Why is he gotta stop what he's doing and say, you, like he has all the power in the world, you, why didn't you woo? Like, excuse me, who gave you the authority? Uh, I mean, I guess he has a mic, but still, who gives you the authority to call me out for wooing? Are you the woo police? Yeah, I don't think so, woo woo. Okay, that was kind of lame. But anyways, um, other than that, I also saw someone riding with Heelys. And I say riding, cause you can't walk with Heelys. You gotta, you gotta Heely everywhere you go, you know? And for those of you who don't know, Heelys were invented a long time ago. Like I'm thinking like early 2000s, I could be wrong. And it's pretty much, it might've been like a 90s thing, 90s, 2000s, it was in that range, I believe. Cause I had them as a kid and it was like, like it's like a, a wheel that goes on the heel of your shoe and you can just use both of your heels up and you can wheel everywhere you go. And I know this used to be freaking awesome when I was younger until they banned it in schools, probably because people were injuring themselves. But when they banned it from school, I had to take it out and then the shoes kind of got ruined. And if you couldn't bring it in schools, it was like, what's the fun? You know, I want a Healy everywhere at school. But you know, I was still like Healy around grocery stores and stuff like that and it was cool. But then it died out and now I'm seeing them come back. So there's hope, you know? If I see people Helian, it makes me happy because I'm like, damn, I missed that. That's nostalgic. I loved it when I was a kid. Um, so yeah, there's hope. And uh, oh, I actually just worked out with my girlfriend and oh my goodness, we worked arms. I haven't worked arms in a while. I'm getting back in the gym. And she was pushing me, like she was straight up like, give me like five more, getting me to work my butt off, which is great, it's fantastic. She's amazing, she's also very tough, tougher than me, I, I should say, in terms of this, because at the end of that workout, my arms were done, and then like two days later, I was walking around like a T-Rex, that T-Rex arm thing, like walking around like, like, a little, like a little dinosaur, lasted like a freaking week. I couldn't lift things, above my, my shoulders. I had to pick things up with my elbows bent. That was tough. And if that doesn't make you wanna go again, I mean, come on now. But you know what? I stuck to it. I'm still doing it, pushing myself. I don't know how people go consistently after all the pain and they're like, I want more pain. Bring me back to the gym. But you know, if you wanna, if you want that, that six pack body that ripped, Rip figure, you gotta go. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, like, <laughs> I'm going for it because I'm so out of shape that I walked five minutes to my car and my watch, my I have an Apple watch and it started vibrating like crazy and it's like, it seems like you're exercising. <laughs> like my watch was alerted. It was like, what the hell's going on? You're exercising? Oh my God, alert the, alert the exercise police. Like. Get on it, he's doing it, he's doing it, look at him. Like, look at him go. For once in his life, he got off of his butt and he walked. But I was just walking in my car. I was like, what the heck, cause it vibrates and it's like, it seems like you're exercising and I guess it wants to track that, so that's why it did it. But still, like, it's actually surprised that, like, did my heart rate go that high just to walk to the car? I get it, it's cold and I have to go downstairs, but come on now, I, like, it's, it's not a crazy workout, I'm walking around class. 
But um, yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, what can I say? I also want to consciously state that I did get a fanny pack and I am proud of it. Anyone who hates on fanny packs, you know what? They were big back in the day and they're gonna be big again. I love it. It's like a little giant wallet that I can carry on me. I can put my camera in there. I can put my cards and my keys and just keep everything like a little koala pouch on my chest or around my waist. You know, it, sometimes it seems a little bulky, but you know what, it's more comfortable than a backpack and it also might not carry as much, but it's also more like cool. Like I feel like safe with it, you know? Um, yeah, it's helpful and I like it and it's, it's efficient. You know, I can just keep my small stuff in it and we're good. And it's also stylish. It's Adidas and I'm very proud of it. So anyone who dislikes fanny packs, you should try to give them another chance. That's just from me. I also met Greg. For those of you who don't know, there is this crazy cult following for a movie called The Room. It is named one of the worst movies, but it's been picked up by, and, and loved by so many people because it's funny. Like it's, like, it's like to the point where it's so terrible that it's actually great. I mean, I don't know, like I can't explain it to you. It doesn't seem to follow like a straight and narrow narrative. It just kind of is like all over the place. Some, some actors disappear, some scenes don't make sense, but it's hilarious if you go to watch it, I, which I definitely recommend. I would also recommend watching The Disaster Artist, which is a film that was created about the making of The Room. And that kind of brought everything, whirl, like a whirlwind of new fans in to the cult following of The Room. And so they show The Room at this theater um, in town. And this theater is like an amazing, beautiful theater. It's more real. It's more real. It feels like you're going to the actual theater than say, just going to the, the Cineplex. It gives you a real feel for like going to the movies. Like this is like theater, you know, and they're playing it here and it's an interactive film. So like people are like throwing things at the, at the screen. They're like shouting things. It's like, you're yelling things and, and everyone, I guess one person's like the ringleader who knows they have an announcer. And I went at like the biggest time because I went when a person in the room, his name is Greg and his friend, Tommy was the one who made it, um, was there. So Greg was there and I met him and I was even like, I, you can't go to this movie sober. So I wasn't sober. And I even like went up to him when I, was, uh, when I wasn't supposed to. And I was like, hey, like, I know I'm a drunk idiot, but my girlfriend is really into film. Like maybe like you guys could talk about opportunities or like anything volunteer work that you'd be willing to like hand off or just any information, advice, whatever you, off you can offer. And he pretty much said like, oh, after this, we'll have a talk. And we literally did. We were the last people in line, but we had a talk and it was really cool. It was really enlightening to talk to someone who has had like a, a successful, um, it's kind of like a success off of a fail because what seemed like a fail became a huge success and it shaped his, his uh, future in the film industry because now he makes his own films instead of waiting for someone to help him make his own films. Uh, the story is he wanted to be an actor and when he couldn't find any work, his friend Tommy decided, you know what? Screw this, we're just gonna make our own movie. And through that, he learned how making a movie works. And now he's putting 
together like his own personal team to make his movie. So he kind of learned the ins and outs and then he decided to take it on himself to do it on his own independently. And you know what? He learned and he shared. So that's really cool. And it was also really neat meeting someone who like so many people look up to. And um, that was just a really cool experience. You know, it was really neat. It was really fun. I definitely recommend it. Moving on from that, another movie I had seen is I saw How to Train Your Dragon 3, which is an amazing series. I love it. You can say whatever you want about animated movies. This is incredible, like the first two. The third one is incredible, but you can definitely tell that they really just wanted to end the series. Like they didn't want to leave it open-ended. They just wanted to curve it into a final conclusion. And it relates back to the first one. I'm not going to spoil too much, but what I will say is in the movie, which is given away in the trailer, they have these wing gliders. I'm not going to speak too much on that because I don't want to give anything away. But what I will say is I saw that and I was like, that's freaking genius. Like it's like, it's like a little, um, you see people gliding in these things, like they do exist and they're called gliders. It's like these little, like, they look like um, flying squirrels. That's the best way I can describe it. And it's just a piece of fabric that goes in between their arms and their hips. And then it connects to their legs too. And then it connects in between their legs and then on the other side. And it holds the, it acts like a parachute. It shoots the air up. So then they can kind of use their, their arms and legs to um, direct them and glide. And they're, so they're soaring uh, through the air and stuff like that. And I was like, why don't they put a jetpack? on like the back of them, that would be genius. You have your little like flying suit, you know? You don't have to glide, you can literally fly. And I'm thinking like, why hasn't a billionaire done this? And then I thought like, oh, it's probably just super dangerous. But then I started thinking like, if I was a billionaire, would I make this? And then you got like Elon Musk, billionaire who's making things. He's so smart that he has everything going on and he's getting bored. So he made a company called The Board Company and it's literally so cool. He's just making things and he's doing good with it too. Like he uses the, the money that it makes to do good things. So it's not like it's like just pointless or anything, but he makes like flamethrowers and stuff. And it's like, you know, like if I can see that, then why can't we see this? But you know what? That's just, that is what it is. You know, I think I'd be like, I don't know. No, I wouldn't want, I feel like, yeah, you'd get bored just excuse me, having that much money and so many like opportunities, like you have to pave the way in a lot of ways. He's, he is paving the way in a lot of ways. And in terms of uh, paving the way, I saw an Instagram post from Toyota and it was, it was crazy. It was like a car that it screamed future. Everything about that was futuristic. It was, it looked like kind of like a Tesla, but when you go in, it's all, it's, it literally looks like you're going into a spaceship. It, I, that's the only way I can think of to describe it. It's like a self-driving car. Every, like you can't even see the wheels. It doesn't look like a car. It's insane. And I'm thinking how far or how close are we to the future right now that they're coming out with this kind of stuff publicly. And if they're coming out with this kind of stuff publicly, you have to think about what they've got that they haven't shown. Cause they're probably like 20 years ahead in terms of like, I don't know, military technology and stuff like that and things that they don't show to the public. And that's wild. And now they have like foldable phones and stuff like that. It is crazy. It is nuts. Um, 
yeah, like how, what, what's next? I just, I don't know what's next, but what's next? I know it's not jetpack gliders. <laughs> I can't believe I actually thought that idea was unique, but I'm sure people have thought of that before. Like I couldn't have been the first one to think about that. But um, yeah, and there was also like, I hate those ads that are like, oh, like this is how um, an, a bad player plays and this is how a good player plays. Let's see if you can get past level two. And it's like, it just wants you to like challenge it and play it. And I don't wanna play it, but I know that the challenge stands, so I have to play it. And that's a little rant on that. Anyways, I've kind of rambled on a lot. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will be back in the next one. Hope you enjoyed again. If you did, there's an Instagram page you can follow with the at uh, the underscore unknown underscore pod. That's on Instagram with little clips from the podcast. And I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.